Hi there, this is Brian from the No Name Nerd Podcast, coming to you from the headquarters of where all nerds belong at the site of the best freaking community of nerds on the internet. My goal in this podcast is to provide meaningful and substantively useful information that will help nerds who are trying to grow their online presence and pursue personal fulfillment through their passion for nerd and geek activities. I'm here to help nerd culture grow and to help you nerds make the world a little more nerdy, and I believe better as a result. I haven't actually streamed for a while other than hanging out with my son playing video games. And I kind of had a hankering to do a little bit of a lecture. And I, I actually have a notebook. Well, it's not really a notebook. It's actually a Evernote page. But um, I've got a, a list of things that I'm, I'm dying to talk about. And so I figured that I'd, I'd knock back one of them and... Recorded as a lecture, it'll probably appear on the podcast one of these days. But uh, also, I thought I'd put it out there, put it out there for anybody who's hanging out here on uh, this Tuesday evening and interested in uh, listening. What I wanted to talk about is how to network for introverts. It, and I think that's a really, really interesting topic because I know that a lot of people recognize that if they want to grow their stream, if they want to grow their audience, that one of the keys to doing that, uh, if you're going to do it without without paying too much money in paid ads, and also if you're going to do it in a manner that is going to develop, hopefully, some authentic relationships with your audience that you're going to find uh, personally fulfilling and uh you know professionally useful as well that you, you got to get out there and you got to do some networking and so I, I thought i'd i'd put some tips out there and I, i'm calling it how to network for introverts because i i feel like i am an introvert who a lot of people have convinced a lot of people that is not the case and uh you know, if you were to meet me in a professional setting, I, I think I, I've learned pretty successfully to put on a facade that allows me to get by at uh, what I call those unscripted, unstructured, unstructured social events where, you know, you suddenly fi find yourself standing next to somebody you don't know and you don't know quite what to say. And, and I actually tend to believe that the skills that are useful in that, for lack of a better phrase, cocktail party environment are equally applicable if you're hopping into somebody's Discord and trying to develop a relationship. Or for that matter, I think it's equally applicable if you're trying to drop in on somebody's stream or, you know, whatever it happens to be that some of these soft skills, as they call them, you know, the, the interpersonal skills, I, I think, are pretty ubiquitous and uh, can be translated from the real world to the digital world and, uh, you know, will work no matter what. And, you know, I, I don't know how many extroverts require lectures or want to have a conversation about how to network for extroverts, because the truth is, if you're an extrovert and you love putting yourself out there, it it's really unlikely, I think, that you're, you're going to be listening to somebody chat about tips because you just inherently inside put yourself out there. But I do think it's worth kind of drawing the distinction between introverts and extroverts. And I, 
I, I think that unfortunately there are some people who just kind of put themselves, nerds in particular, who put themselves in the category of being an introvert. And, and truthfully, in that self-fulfilling prophecy sense, they kind of hold themselves back because they have convinced themselves that they're an introvert. And because they're an introvert, that interacting with people in a, a real one-on-one -on -one manner is something that's above and beyond what they're capable of doing. And that is simply not the case. And really, the truth is, the difference between being an introvert and an extrovert, which um, if you're interested, most psychologists kind of see it as personality trait that is relatively fixed, has to do with not your ability to talk to and get to know and develop interactions with other people. It really relates to how much energy does it take. And, and the, the distinction that I draw and the one that I think is pretty commonly out there in the literature, and I think that in truth is the most practical one, relates to the idea that extroverts are people that get energy from social interaction while introverts tend to be people where they get energy from being by themselves and that social interaction can be a little bit of an energy suck and of course you know you got to think of that along the spectrum that it's not that you're going to be a pure introvert or you're going to be a pure extrovert it's really i think meaningful to sort of ask yourself that question of how much energy does it take to put yourself out there to engage in social interaction with people and you know if you're somebody that just needs to have people around and if having people around is something that really like gives you energy then you're probably at the extrovert end of the spectrum and if you're somebody that uh, being around people and trying to think about what to say and how to interact and what to do tends to take energy away from you then you're probably a little more towards the introvert end of the spectrum and somebody that i think would benefit from uh thinking maybe about how you can engage in networking and and what it is that you can do to still develop those personally uh, and professionally meaningful relationships even though it's something that can take energy away from you and I, I also want to note that um, having an activity, right, something that you do that uh, requires energy, that takes energy away from you, that doesn't necessarily mean it's something that you don't also enjoy and that it isn't something that you uh, can gain something from. And I don't mean gain something from in simply like a, a professional sense or growing your audience or something like that. I mean, it's something that you can really gain something from in a, a rather personal sense. And the, the example that I'm going to use and one that you probably heard me use before relates to, well, I mean running and, and and here's here's what i mean that i think that if you are a runner as i am and it's something that i enjoy a great deal i find peace in it i find personal satisfaction in it and you know but it, it is something that takes the energy away from me it's something that i can only sustain for so long it's something that you know is is sometimes hard to get out the door and you know put on those running shoes and, and put those miles in so I, I think that if you're an introvert, you can in some ways think of uh, social interaction along those same lines, that it might be something that takes energy from you. It might be something that you can only do for a limited amount of time. It might be something that requires a little more concentration, perhaps in somebody who's a little more extroverted, but it, it can be something that you can still develop um, a skill in. It's It can be something that you can still derive some satisfaction from. So I, I, I don't want to you know, pigeonhole you into being an introvert or being an extrovert or, or, or being one or the other that I think that it's uh, 
a meaningful spectrum. And I think that, you know, if you're realistic with yourself about like where you fall on, along that spectrum, I think it's it's a little easier to uh, intelligently approach the social interactions that, that you uh, are going to find meaningful. And also, I think it's useful to note that if you are an introvert and, you know, you are perfectly satisfied being by yourself, which is uh, would describe me, uh, would describe me. You know, it, I think it's okay to just own that. I mean, it, there's no reason that you have to always be putting yourself out there. That you know, it it's important if you've got polit- or um, professional or personal aspirations. And I think that loneliness can be. I know that loneliness can be detrimental to some. You know, your well-being, your mental well-being, and your your physical well-being. But at, at the same time. You know, feeling the pressure to always put yourself out there and be interacting can be something that um, it's an expectation that it's not worth trying to meet if you're you're finding satisfaction elsewhere. But still, we know it's something that that can be useful. So let let's talk about how to network for introverts. Now, much in the same way that uh, you know, you can train. For a race or for a marathon, I, I would say that the most important thing that you can do if you want to get better at networking is you can uh, practice, right? And whether this is face-to-face sort of in the pre- or post-COVID world where there are more opportunities to interact with people face-to-face, uh, you know, it sometimes requires putting yourself in uncomfortable situations it requires practicing striking up conversations with people that you don't know. It requires dropping into a Discord, maybe uh, trying to strike up a conversation with people that, that you haven't met before, dropping in on their stream and and simply saying something. And here's what you're going to find is that you are going to find that you are going to fail at times. You're going to say something awkward. You are going to ask a question that everybody ignores. That it. You're going to see stuff that works and you're going to see stuff that doesn't work. And in fact, that's a reason to do it in and of itself, because you can learn from the interaction, especially if you pay attention to the interaction and you're paying attention to what resonates with people and what doesn't resonate with people. But I mean, the other reason to do it is simply to develop a greater confidence and greater comfort with whatever that social interaction is going to be. And so, I mean, I can remember the first time when I dropped into a a discord and uh, it it was weird. I mean, it was it was not a type of social interaction that I was used to. Um, I spent a while just kind of watching how people talked, trying to figure out how they, how they communicated, trying to get a sense of what the formal and the informal rules for that communication uh, involved. And at times I made mistakes, you know, like maybe posting a link where you weren't supposed to post a link or just like in a face-to-face interaction that maybe you crack an inappropriate joke that isn't right for that uh, the company that you're in. That th- these are all failures, sure, but I mean they're constructive failures. They're things that you can learn from, and as you practice and you as you engage in this interaction, realizing that these failures, in, in all likelihood, unless you you know do something horribly socially inappropriate, which you're unlikely to do, to be perfectly honest with you, that it. it these little failures, they're going to teach you things. They're going to tell you things about what you can do and what you can, how better to socially interact with people. And most of all, 
the more that you practice, just like when you're training for, um, you know, to, practicing anything, to be perfectly honest with you, the more that you do it, the less you're going to have to think about it, right? And the less energy it's going to take, the less energy it's going to take, perhaps managing anxiety or the less energy that it is going to take uh, simply in terms of trying to think about what you're going to do and what you're going to say. And so the example that I would give related to this is that when you are first learning to drive a car, it takes an extraordinary amount of energy to think about where you're going to put your hands, where you're going to put your feet. So I thought it'd be fun to have Spotify in the background. And, uh, it seems like a great idea until they start playing ads, but we'll see how it plays out. Anyways, when you are driving a car, uh, you know, the times that you start when you're starting out, you, you expend a great deal of energy, you spend a great deal of attention on all the little things because every single action that you take is in, involves like conscious activity, right? Like when you're putting it into gear, you have to think about how many clicks down in the gear shift do I have to go in order to put it into drive. You might be looking at the... Um, to make sure the little D is up in front of you and you haven't actually shifted into first or even worse, reverse or something like that. And so you're thinking of all those little steps, just like when you're, you know, maybe you're exit or uh, getting on the highway, you're thinking about, hey, am I looking over my shoulder? Am I looking over my shoulder at the right time? Am I going the right speed? And you're expending all of this energy self-consciously trying to make sure that all the little things and the big things even that you're doing are the correct things. But the thing is, the more that you drive a car, the more you're going to shift all of those activities and all of those attention, those energy sucking attention activities about where you look and how you act. And you're going to start shifting that over to the part of your brain that is the unconscious part of your brain. And so you're still going to do it, except you're now you're going to be doing it with your unconscious part of your brain that frees up your your conscious brain so you can begin thinking about, hey, you know, what what kind of music am I going to listen to? Do I need to turn the volume up or down? Or perhaps you're able to engage in a conversation with the person next to you or whatever it is. And, you know, social interaction is the exact same thing, that the more practice you put into it, right, the more that you can shift all of the conscious activities that might be like sucking the energy out of you during that social interaction, and you can put it into the unconscious behaviors, freeing up your mind to think about maybe the actual conversation or perhaps even just getting into the flow of the social interaction, right? So it, that comfort is something that it, where horrible things don't happen can be comforting in, in and of itself, but that comfort also stems from the familiarity where you just know the rules and you're, you're allowed to take those rules and you're, you're allowed to put them into your unconscious mind. Uh, but sometimes it requires starting out with having them in your conscious mind in the first place. This is one of my favorite tricks. It, and there's actually some interesting social psychology that is related to why you should ask people questions. And the reason is, if you want people to feel an affinity towards you, if you want people to feel like they've gotten to know you, there's a trick that is uh, carries with it some irony, but is very easy, where you simply ask them questions about themselves. And in fact, the more you inquire about somebody else, the more they are likely to feel bonded to you. And so if you really want people to feel 
close to you, sharing information about yourself is not really the way to go. That in fact, if you want people to feel like connected to you, and, and that's really when we're talking about networking, um, it, you're trying to develop some kind of connection. You're trying to develop some kind of com- commonality. commonality. You're trying to get them to identify with you. I mean, it, it could be on a deep level or it could be like, a, like you know, wow, this person is like my soulmate. But it, it can be on a more surface level. Hey, this person likes the same, you know, game that I'm playing right now. And like, we've got some of the same interests. That all of these things are, are fruitful pathways towards networking. And really, if you want to develop that, you don't talk about yourself. You ask questions of other people. So, I mean, it is useful and research shows that it will make them more, uh, give them a stronger feeling of affinity, like of association with you. But you know, there's also another useful strategic reason in particular for introverts that it's sometimes useful to ask questions. And that is, if you ask people questions, then uh, you don't have to worry about what you are, you're going to say. And, you know, again, I say this as somebody who has gone through moments where my mind is spinning or perhaps even regularly still go through moments where my mind is spinning. And I'm trying to think about what exactly is it that I'm going to say? And that's really the funny thing is I'm sitting here and I can, um, you know, jump on and do a lecture about uh, social networking for introverts. And I don't even really worry all that much about what I'm going to say, but if there is another person who is engaged in conversation with me, or even worse, if I'm engaged in unstructured social interaction, when I say unstructured, I mean that there isn't some sort of uh, predicted timeline, predicted set of topics, things like that. If I have to really make all of it up from scratch, that can cause me a great deal of anxiety. And one of the ways that I've learned to negotiate that and to get over that and to be, uh, for lack of a better phrase, chatty is simply by not doing the chatting and talking to somebody and asking them questions and finding a line of things that is interesting about them and best case scenario to find uh, things that I find interesting and to pursue the conversation not so much by trying to talk myself but you know by asking questions and of course I mean you can take it too far in the wrong direction where if you are asking people uh you know you don't, you don't want to give them the uh be interrogating them to the nth degree about whatever the topic happens to be but you know for the most part if you are asking people questions about topics that are interesting to them they're, they're more than happy to talk about it and i mean i think you guys out there in the no-name nerd community i mean you're part of this no-name nerd community because there are certain things that you are passionate about you're passionate about movies or video games or streaming or computers or or books or i mean there there is i'm sure a laundry list of activities and things that you are passionate about and you know, even if you don't like talking in general, if somebody asks you the right questions and began to, you know, sort of ask you to unpack and ask you to share a little bit of yourself, right? Even the most quiet introvert is, I think, likely to to open up at that. And, you know, if, if you're the one asking the questions, I mean, I, that can be also a pretty magical thing, for lack of a better phrase, to... Uh, I mean, if it's an extrovert that you're talking to, it's probably not going to be all that hard. But if it's somebody that's a little more introverted and and you're able to give them a pathway to open up and share about themselves, I mean, not only is that a great way of getting to know 
somebody else who might have shared interest and you might have you might have some connection with but it's also opening the door for them i mean it's also creating the opportunity for them to uh share something about themselves that perhaps they and you know open up in a way that that might create something meaningful for them and again it's the easy out if you don't want to talk hey i'm saying this one kind of in jest because i really love talking about food but uh it's also an easy topic that everybody has in common. I think that that is one of the things that uh, it's useful, I guess, to have in your pocket. I mean, if you're if you are jumping on somebody's stream and you're chatting, if you're jumping on uh, a server or you know Facebook group or something like that, and and you're looking to chat. Um, hey, and you might even have the real interest of getting them to start following you or subscribe to you, but you, you can't lead with that. You know, you got to you got to lead with developing the relationship and then see if it is going to go to the point where they might want to follow you or become part of your audience or whatever. And, you know, if you're starting out, you got to find something in common. And so I, I throw food out there is, you know, something that a lot of people have in common. And I realize obviously that uh, we're all eating food, right? Something that we are consuming on a regular basis, I hope. But uh, at the same time, not everybody is passionate about it, but you know, it's the, the reason that everybody talks about the weather, that there's at least some level of pre-existing commonality. And I think that if you're really let at a loss of words, that what you want to look for is that pre-existing commonality and you want to find those topics that everybody has in common. And so, you know, there's certain things on uh, the no name nerd communities that like that's why we exist, because there are certain things that all of us have in common and, you know, dro dropping references to Star Trek or Marvel or, you know, uh, certain other fandoms like Harry Potter, like you are just likely to get a response. And so it becomes, if you're an introvert looking for some way to develop some uh, connection, a good starting point. And, you know, food, food again is my, my example somewhat in jest, but another example might be uh, current events, right? Things that, that are coming up. I, I do caution against getting into politics unless you really know your audience or you're in the right place. It, it, they, as they say, you know, never bring up religion or politics uh, at Thanksgiving dinner unless you want to argue with that uncle. I, I think there's some truth to that, that, you know, usually when you're networking, that you're looking for things in common and you're not looking for things that you don't have in common. And so that it, it, it's useful to perhaps avoid those things that are very divisive. And, and the truth is, I think that there is a place for courageous conversations and healthy debate about things that we disagree with. But I, I think those are best had in environments where there is a high degree of trust and understanding. And usually when you're just engaged in networking and trying to get to know new people, and trying to connect with new people, you're trying to develop that trust and understanding. So you, you got to start out with the safe stuff before you jump into the hard stuff. Uh, and I think that if you don't do that, then then you sort of risk misunderstandings and um, conflict that could be avoided. And, and actually, I think that all of us would be a, a lot better off if we started out by uh, focusing on things that we have in common and 
developing some trust and understanding. And I think that really creates a foundation for uh, talking about things that we disagree with. But I, I, you know, you can't put the cart before the horse on this one or it can create some real problems. So start with stuff like food. Um, it's pretty safe. And it can be entertaining. Maybe someday I'll tell you my uh, my raw snake blood, um, fresh raw snake blood for dinner story. And I'm going to throw out there, uh, I think this is my last one. Yeah, it's my last one. My last tip, I guess, if you're an introvert who is trying to make it, uh, or is trying to social network more successfully, that there's something to be said for faking it until you make it. And uh, this is, <laughs> I, I have a uh, colleague who really hates this phrase, actually, because um, there is, I admit, a danger to faking things. <laughs> and like, you know, you don't want to be a doctor and go in there and fake surgery. And, you know, you don't want to pretend, you, you don't want to lie to people. I'm, I'm, I'm very much a proponent of moral social interaction. And if you're going to develop authentic relationships, if you're going to develop meaningful, authentic relationships, you got to be honest with people. But at the same time, I think when we're talking about things like networking, that when I say fake it until you make it, I'm just saying that don't let your lack of confidence stand in your way. And what I'm saying is don't, don't also think that other people are aware of your own lack of confidence and that, you know, in many ways, just pretending like you're confident is a great way to help develop that confidence to, to start that conversation, you know, and, and the truth is like, if you are online and you're hopping on a server and you're making a comment and you're, you know, just just interacting with somebody, if, if you will, through Twitch or whatever, that th there's not really necessarily a whole lot of risk involved. And so go ahead and like fake some confidence there. You know, you might be the biggest introvert, but why don't you pretend like you're an extrovert for a little bit? And, and you know, what's really the harm? And I, I, I think that unfortunately... Unfortunately, the anonymity that is shut off. Unfortunately, I think the the anonymity that is part of the internet. I mean that that perceived distance that is sometimes created by interacting with people digitally. That that is also what sometimes creates a, a real toxic environment because people people use it as an excuse to be, you know, negative in ways that I think are just really horrible. And it, it shocked me on a regular basis. But I mean, you can use that freedom for the fo as a force of good, right? And if you are somebody who's an introvert, who's looking to, to social network, which is, you know, the, the topic of this entire conversation, then why not just jump on there and, uh, use maybe some of that that safety of being behind a computer screen or, or of you know having an avatar or whatever it is and and put it out there and you know fake a little confidence so that you you can open the door for developing those authentic personal relationships which i am certain you're going to you know find personally and professionally fulfilling because i mean if anything that is the magic to growing your audience and you know developing yourself it is um developing like real and authentic relationships and not just relying on uh, 
you know, follow for follow or, or the, the grievance that we sometimes see on, on our server. And I know a lot of you see, have seen that out there where uh, you might try and participate in a community, but if the only way that you participate in that community is posting that you're going live or expecting people to watch you and you're not doing that, that work, because it is work, right? Whether you're an introvert or an extrovert, uh, developing social relationships is work. And if you are not doing that work, if you're not willing to be one of the people that is putting in that effort to finding out what you have in common, to cultivating that relationship, that you're not going to develop that that base of viewers or that audience that you're really looking for. And, you know, I... I found this certainly with the no name nerd community that it's, I mean, I, I do not have relationships with everybody out there. I mean, that that's not something that is possible when you're t- talking about tens of thousands of people, but, but you know what, I, as I've developed some really great relationships with some very active members of the community, or even when I've been replying to an email or a chat message that, I mean, I, I try and listen to who the person really is, or in fact, it was even mo- one of the motivating factors behind doing the podcast is that I, I really wanted to find a way to develop something of that relationship uh, as the audience has grown, when of course my my ability to reply to everybody on a regular basis or to chat with everybody on a regular basis is limited. And the truth is, it's not necessarily what everybody wants. And so just like, you know, I made the suggestion that you, you should ask questions and that, that's a useful way of uh, developing a relationship with somebody that developing a relationship isn't always a 50% this person talking, a 50% that person talking. I mean, sometimes the relationship really is kind of like with streams about authentically putting yourself out there and people listening or asking questions and holding back sharing something about yourself because you're focused on learning more about that other individual. And I, I think that with a little practice, you know, by asking questions, by uh, faking a little confidence to, to put yourself out there, that, uh, you know, if you do all of these things, that even if you are an introvert, that, you know, you're going to find that you're able to, when you want to, develop those authentic and meaningful relationships that are not only going to help grow your audience, but I mean, truthfully, I think make your uh, world a better place because even, even introverts, right? We, we need our people and it's important that, that we have our people and we, we main, maintain those relationships. All right. So thanks for listening. And I, I appreciate the, uh, you guys who jumped on the stream or you guys who are listening to this on the podcast or on YouTube, and I will catch you later. Hey there, I'm excited to be welcoming some of our No Name Nerd community on to give shout outs to their stream. If you're interested in having your stream mentioned on our podcast, just head to anchor.fm slash no name nerd and Make sure to click on the message button and then just record a message that is uh, 30 seconds to a minute. Feel free to plug your stream and maybe you will be selected to appear on the air, just like the recording here. What's up, No Name Podcast? Appreciate the affiliation partnership, man. I can't wait to see where everything's going. I'm, you know, I'm a gamer. I love the game. I want to make some 
you know, partnerships and help build a community around myself and other people. I really think that No Name Nerd is a great company, you know. I love the jerseys. I want I want the jersey so bad. And uh you know one thing about this gaming community that I've noticed as far as streamers is that we really, you know, bent out on trying to help each other build and have a good community around each other, you know. That's one thing about the gaming community is it's pretty toxic. But I've noticed about the streaming community and the content creator community is really filled with love. And I think No Name Nerd is part of that love that, you know, most people don't realize is out there. So remember, if you are a nerd who loves to game, stream, read, watch, play, and are interested in promoting a welcoming and inclusive nerd culture, you belong with us. Just head to nonamenerd.com and join one of our online communities. If you want to get an in-depth understanding about how to grow the audience of your stream or bolster your followers, head to mynerdschool.com for professional courses for streamers and gamers looking to take their online presence to the next level. This is Brian from the No Name Nerd. Thanks for joining me.